Welcome to Project Oncology on ReachMD. On this episode sponsored by Lilly, we are catching up with Dr. Osita I. Onova. Dr. Onova is a thoracic surgeon at the Providence Specialty Medical Group in Santa Monica, California, and he's here to discuss how prognostic markers can be utilized to help guide non-small cell lung cancer treatment decisions. Let's hear from him now. So the first thing is to understand the difference between a prognostic marker and a predictive marker. A prognostic marker determines the effect the tumor has on the patient, and a predictive marker determines the effect the treatment has on the tumor. So an example of a prognostic marker is something that when you identify that marker, it portends a bad survival, and that tells you what your overall survival is. An example of a predictive marker is that when you start a treatment, you know that the patient improves when they have a particular marker and you start a treatment for that marker. And so some of the common biomarkers that we, we commonly test for are EGFR, ALK, ROS1, BRAF, and PDL1. Those are predictive biomarkers that we can use to uh, that, that affect what treatment we prescribe to the patient to, uh, to determine or help improve their overall survival. But unfortunately, those biomarkers represent about 5% of lung cancers. So patients typically are not positive for those biomarkers. Tumor response is, is important because when we give a patient a treatment, we want to know that the tumor is responding. And if we give patients, for example, neoadjuvant treatment, which means that they got it before uh, surgery, when we take them to surgery, we can determine the response of that tumor was to the treatment. And sometimes it allows us or helps us to adjust the treatment because if we know that the tumor responds to that treatment, then we can give them that treatment even after the, their surgery. Now, disease-free survival and overall survival are more predictive markers because a predictive marker is basically telling us, okay, this is the effect this has on the tumor. How does it affect the, the, the patient overall? How does it affect their overall survival? In patients with stage one and stage two lung cancers, their five-year survival can be anywhere from 55 to 75%. And so the question is, how do we augment that survival? How do we improve that survival with our current therapy? And so for patients who are positive for any one of the predictive biomarkers like EGFR, ALK, ROS1, PDL1, and now BRAF, we can provide particular treatment that extends their overall survival and extends their disease-free survival. However, for patients who don't meet that, we do oncocyte testing to determine if there is low risk, intermediate risk, and high risk for recurrence. And for those patients who are intermediate and high risk for recurrence, we give them chemotherapy because there's you know, a very important study that has found that in patients who have an intermediate and high risk with chemotherapy, we decrease them to a low risk of recurrence. And if there's a low risk of recurrence, then we decrease their relapse risk, and then we improve their disease-free survival and hopefully improve their overall survival. This episode of Project Oncology was sponsored by Lilly. To revisit any part of this discussion and to access other episodes in this series, visit reachmd.com slash projectoncology, where you can be part of the knowledge. Thanks for listening.